This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. It's 57 in downtown Binghamton at 604. The forecast sunny today, high 86. A $2 million judgment has been announced against an oil company operator for endangering the water of Southern Tier residents. According to state officials, James R. Lee and his corporate affiliates did not properly plug oil wells they operated. They contend that posed a significant danger to drinking water supplies in Steuben and Cataraugus counties. The penalty was announced by the state attorney general, Letitia James, and Governor Kathy Hochul. A state Supreme Court judge has ordered Lee's businesses to pay the $2 million assessment, which was described as the largest financial penalty imposed in an oil and gas well case. In addition to the fine, Lee has been ordered to bring his oil wells into full compliance with state laws. The uh, officials said the activities had threatened water supplies. State officials also said the failure to properly plug the oil wells could have resulted in the release of methane to nearby areas. The Attorney General said the lack of action by the businesses threatened drinking water for countless families in the region, both Southern Tier and Western New York. State's DEC Chief Basil Sago said the judgment is a significant day of reckoning for Lee and his companies after years of blatant disregard for the state's requirements at hundreds of oil well sites. Lee has claimed he doesn't have the money to properly plug those old oil wells. President Biden has announced a plan for student loan forgiveness for many, and Binghamton University students seem happy with that idea. WNBF News spoke with some students on the Vestal campus following the announcement, and they thought it was a pretty good idea, a great step forward in solving the student loan crisis. Kitty Leo, one of the students who talked with WNBF, said it's a good thing. Student loan debt is one of the biggest issues in the United States right now. She said she's been fortunate enough not to take out as many loans, but she said she uh, knows her older sister, who went to private school and uh, had a tougher situation than those who uh, attend SUNY schools. Another student, Tatiana Blasnowicz, said it's um, great. She said she's drowning in debt. And she said she thinks it would be very beneficial not only to her, but also to everyone who is struggling because of COVID and the loss of jobs. WNDF News Time 607. Hard to believe, but the downtown Binghamton roundabout is now 10 years old. It is the most efficient and most controversial traffic feature in downtown Binghamton. That traffic circle at the busy intersection with Shenango and Exchange Streets became operational with no fanfare on August 24, 2012. The roundabout was built as a key part of the Court Street Gateway Project, which made other infrastructure improvements in the heart of the business district. The planning for the major street rebuilding initiative began when Richard Bucci was mayor, but when public hearings were held on the project in 2007, after Matthew Ryan became mayor, the only roundabout proposal was uh, the thing that drew criticism. 
people weren't happy with it, at least some people. And even to this day, some people are dissatisfied. Mayor Ryan told WNBF News the only drivers who really seemed to have trouble in the early stages of the roundabout were truckers, usually, he thought, because the uh, information on their GPS devices had not been updated. He said things improved after the roundabout was properly displayed on navigation services. New York State's highest court has designated Associate Judge Anthony Canatero to serve as the acting chief judge. This after Janet D. Fiore steps down next week. Canatero, the former administrative judge of New York City's civil court, has been a member of the Court of Appeals since last June. He'll remain in charge in an interim capacity until a new chief judge is nominated by Governor Hochul and confirmed by the state Senate. The state's Commission on Judicial Nomination, which screens candidates for Court of Appeals vacancies, says it's considering applications to replace D. Fiore, who is scheduled to leave on August 31st. WNBF News Time, 609. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern Tier money at Galt Toyota. My mom. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, August 25th. It's 611, you're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, this week alongside Bob Joseph. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen last week after undergoing joint repairs. Now it won't reopen until August 29th, so all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will take place on Caldwell Hill Road. Drainage repair will occur on Bunhill Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Center Village Loop, East Windsor, Hale Eddy River, Hollyton, and State Line Roads, as well as Park Avenue. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, 93% humidity, a dew point of 58 degrees, so just below the muggy range there. Pretty nice morning out. Today, patchy fog before 7 a.m., otherwise sunny with a high near 86. Tonight, mostly clear, a low near 64. Tomorrow, a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 3 p.m., but mostly sunny, a high near 86, a 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 9 p.m. Then the chance of showers and thunderstorms between 9 p.m. and 3 a.m. And a slight chance of showers after 3 a.m. Partly cloudy, a low near 63 degrees, a 60% chance of rain. Saturday, slight chance of showers, but mostly sunny with a high near 81, a 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, slight chance of showers before 9 p.m. Mostly clear, a low near 60, 20% chance of rain. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 86. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 66. 
It's 6.13. You're listening to WMBF. Want to say... on WMBF. Time for an update on sports. No action for the Mets or Yankees last night. The Mets will host the Colorado Rockies this weekend for a four-game set. The Rockies right now 54-71. They're last in the NL West. The Mets 79-46, first in the NL East. Going for the Rockies, Ryan Feltner, a 2-4 record, 588 ERA. And for the Mets, Jacob deGrom, a 2-1 record, 231 ERA. The Mets are very heavily favorited in this game. One of the biggest lines I've ever seen, I think. Mets minus 417. It's a pretty heavy heavy favorite. The Yankees, also not in action last night. They're taking on the Oakland Athletics this weekend in Oakland. So the games are going to be a late start for the Yankees. 940 start tonight. The Yankees right now 76 and 48, first in the AL East. The Athletics 46 and 79, fifth in the AL West. For the Yankees, Jameson Tyone takes the mound, an 11 and 4 record, a 4 ERA. And for the Athletics, James Caprillion, 3 and 7 record, 4.29 ERA. And James Caprillion was one of those guys that the Yankees sent back for Sonny Gray when they traded for him from the Oakland Athletics. Obviously, the Sonny Gray trade didn't work out for the Yankees. They just couldn't get it going in New York. And questions about whether the Yankees were trying to force him to throw a pitch that he wasn't very comfortable throwing. Larry Rothschild especially, the former Yankees pitching coach. Now, I know the Athletics are bad this year, 46-79. and 79. They're last in the division in the AL West. But for whatever reason, no matter how bad the Oakland Athletics are, the Yankees just can't seem to win at the Coliseum. Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night 4-3. to They got RBIs from Carlos Cortez, Nick Meyer, and Luke Ritter. But not enough offense to overcome the four runs scored by the Redding Fighting Phils. Had a 3-2 lead going into the ninth inning. Gave it up in the bottom of the ninth, so a walk-off for the Fighting Phils. And tough loss for the Rumble Ponies. Rumble Ponies will be back in action tonight at 7 o'clock. So if you don't plan on driving out to Redding, Pennsylvania to watch this game, well, you can listen to it right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.45 with Jacob Wilkins. Other sports news. A federal jury has found that Los Angeles County must pay Kobe Bryant's widow $16 million for emotional distress caused by deputies and firefighters sharing photos of the bodies of the NBA star and his daughter taken at the site of the 2020 helicopter crash that killed them. The jurors who returned the verdict Wednesday agreed with Vanessa Bryant and her attorneys that her privacy was invaded when they took and shared photos of the remains of Kobe Bryant and their 13-year-old daughter Gianna. Vanessa Bryant tearfully testified during the 11-day trial that news of the photos compounded her grief after losing her husband and daughter. County attorneys argued that the photos were necessary to assess the scene. It's 6.18 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Wall Street Now. 
From ABC News, Wall Street now stocks ticked higher midweek after two rough sessions. The Dow rose 60 points, the Nasdaq added 50 for the day, and the S&P closed up 12. Earnings season rolls on Salesforce and Snowflake both reported better than expected numbers after the close. Investors are in a holding pattern. They're trading cautiously ahead of this week's speech by Fed Chair Jerome Powell at a conference in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's been the setting in the past for some market-moving speeches. Powell is expected to weigh in on interest rates and if the central bank will continue a pattern of aggressive increases in an attempt to slow inflation. The worry is that if the Fed raises interest rates too much, it could push the economy into a recession. The SEC is questioning Twitter about how it calculates the number of fake accounts on its platform. Tesla CEO Elon Musk raised the issue as a reason to back out of a deal to buy the company for $44 billion. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Barbara Brown. Imagine a world where bullying isn't considered a normal part of childhood. A world where I'm not afraid to go to school. <laughs> to speak out. To be myself. Loser. A world where I'm not afraid to be caught alone. Go on, punk. We have the power to stop the bullying. Speak out. Speak up. Educate. Find out what to look for and how you can make a difference at bullying.org. Bullying is not kids being kids. It's not about good homes or bad homes. It's not a normal part of growing up. I shouldn't be afraid to get on the school bus. To turn on my computer. Message. Or walk to my locker. Did you know that a bully will stop his or her behavior in 10 seconds when their peers speak up? Use your voice. Hey, leave alone. We have the power to stop bullying. Find out more at bullying.org. Bullying.org. Where you're not alone. Not alone. Where you're not alone. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm on a cold I want to day. Be a football I stadium. want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Six twenty-two on WMBF. Now it's time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Have you ever heard of Nordic walking? It's a specialized kind of walking done with poles that look like ski poles. Researchers in Canada say this type of exercise provides more benefit to patients with heart disease than cycling, rowing, or a high-intensity interval training workout. Nordic walking exercises 80 to 90% of your muscles when done properly. That's according to the American Nordic Walking Association. While walking and running only recruit about 40%. The additional shoulder, chest, and arm muscles used are the deltoids, pecs, upper abdominals, forearm flexors, triceps, and external obliques. What's more, a previous study found using these additional muscles leads to a 20% increase in calorie burn. That's compared to regular walking. But if you don't enjoy or feel safe walking with poles, try walking with light weights. Feel a little bit of that burn. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. When the forgotten poor are in need of healing, 
they wait for a ship unlike any other. Mercy Ships, a floating hospital staffed by volunteers, heroes of mercy who donate their time to save lives. Every human has the right to have a place at the table of the human race. If you could just see the smiles that you get when lives have been changed, then it would make it all worth it. To learn more about Heroes of Mercy, go to mercyships.org. Dak Prescott here. Why do I choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because better sleep elevates my game. Only my Sleep Number 360 smart bed helps me fall asleep faster, keeps me cool, and effortlessly adjusts for my best sleep. The result? 28 minutes more restful sleep a night. That's more focus, more edge, and more highlights. And that means more wins for all of us. Don't miss our weekend special. All smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Six twenty-five on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton it was supposed to reopen last week after undergoing joint repairs. Now it won't reopen to traffic until August 29th. So all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will take place on Caldwell Hill Road. Drainage repair will occur on Bun Hill Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Center Village Loop, East Windsor, Hale Eddy River, Hollyton, and State Line Roads, as well as Park Avenue. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, fair weather outside, 93% humidity. Today sunny with a high near 81, tonight mostly clear, a low near 63. Tomorrow a chance of showers and thunderstorms, then it's showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny, a high near 81 degrees, a 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. And then a slight chance of showers after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, a low near 60 degrees, a 60% chance of rain. Saturday, slight chance of showers, but mostly sunny with a high near 75, a 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, mostly clear, a low near 58. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 81. Sunday night, partly cloudy with a low near 65 degrees. It's 627. You're listening to WMBF. Finding. Hi, this is Savannah Guthrie with an urgent story developing right now in every state and county across America. Despite having more than enough food available in this country, there are nearly 16 million kids, that's one in five children, struggling with hunger. They often don't even know where their next meal is coming from. And the worst part is, this has been going on for years. There's no excuse for it, and that's why Feeding America is doing its best to put an end to childhood hunger. As a nationwide network of food banks, Feeding America engages local communities in solving hunger by collecting surplus food, giving hope to hungry kids and their families all across our nation. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. You can start by going to feedingamerica.org to learn more. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.
629 on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. The life of former heavyweight boxing champion Mike Tyson coming to your TV today. They call me a savage. The series Mike gets into everything from Tyson's tough upbringing to his rape conviction, his unmatched boxing success, and more. Trevante Rhodes plays Tyson, telling me that to play such a complicated character is, you know, that's a blessing. Two episodes of Mike are out today on Hulu. Mark Wahlberg's daughter almost couldn't breathe after watching his latest movie, Me Time, a comedy with Kevin Hart and Regina Hall. At the premiere this week in Los Angeles, he says he didn't tell his family what to expect before seeing it. They didn't know I was going to be appearing nude or any of this craziness, and they were embarrassed, but they could not stop laughing. I mean, the look on my, my daughter's face, I mean, she was purple, but she could not stop laughing. Me Time hits Netflix tomorrow. The Shazam sequel set for the end of this year, Warner Brothers moving it to next March. An actress and fashion icon Blake Lively is 35 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. You want. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. It's 57 in downtown Binghamton at 631. The forecast sunny today, high 86. Checking some of the news on this Thursday, New York City officials say the latest groups of migrants bussed from Texas by Governor Greg Abbott were wearing wristbands that appear to be intended to keep track of them. ABC's Janice Wu was reporting outside the Port Authority bus terminal in Midtown Manhattan. That's where five more busloads of migrants arrived on Wednesday. According to New York City officials, 237 migrants arrived yesterday morning and nearly all of them were wearing those barcode bracelets. Officials cut the bracelets off as soon as the migrants got off the buses here at the Port Authority. It's thought the barcodes are being used as tracking devices to keep asylum seekers from leaving the bus until they get here or to Washington, D.C. California regulators are prepared to solidify Governor Gavin Newsom's plan to outlaw the sale of vehicles that run on gasoline within 13 years. It's a move that's been cleared by the current administration and courts in California. 43% of the nation's zero-emission vehicles are here in California, and today, California's Air Resources Board is set to make Governor Gavin Newsom's 2020 executive order a reality, banning the sale of all new gas-powered vehicles here by 2035. We are marking a new course. Historically, what California has done with environmental laws because of its size and impact around a dozen other Democrat-run states have followed. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. WNBF News Time, 6.33. Authorities in Albany have just announced a $2 million judgment against a big oil company operator for endangering the water of residents of the southern tier and western New York. According to state official James R. Lee and his corporate affiliates did not properly plug oil wells they operated. The officials contend that posed a significant danger to drinking water supplies in Steuben and Cattaraugus counties. The penalty was announced by Attorney General Letitia James and Governor Kathy Hochul. A state Supreme Court judge has ordered Lee's businesses to pay the $2 million assessment, which was described as the largest financial penalty imposed in an oil and gas well case in New York State. 
President Biden has announced a plan for student loan forgiveness for many, and some Binghamton University students are happy about that. WNBF News visited the campus in Vestal, and the students that uh, had comments on the Biden plan said they were happy. Kitty Leo, one of the students who talked with us, said she thinks it's a good thing. She said student loan debt represents one of the biggest issues in the United States right now. WNBF News Time, 634. Downtown Binghamton's most efficient and most controversial traffic feature, the Court Street Roundabout, is now 10 years old. Opened on August 24th, 2012. That's the traffic circle at the intersection with Shenango and Exchange Streets. The roundabout was constructed as a key part of the multi-million dollar Court Street Gateway project, which made some other infrastructure improvements in the heart of Binghamton's business district. The planning for the project began when Richard Bucci was mayor but it was actually constructed when Matthew Ryan was at City Hall. A lot of people associate the roundabout with him. The project with the traffic circle did go forward, although it became a campaign issue when Richard David ran for mayor in 2009. He had said at a news conference at the site of the planned roundabout that he would scrap the idea if he became mayor. Ryan was elected to a second term, and the roundabout was built, and that eliminated the antiquated traffic circles at the Court Street intersection. Yesterday, Ryan appeared on WNBF and said he is still pleased that the roundabout was constructed, even though some people still haven't gotten used to the idea after a decade. WNBF News Time, 635, the forecast from the National Weather Service. Sunny today, high 86, mainly clear tonight, low 64. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, high 86. Mostly sunny Saturday with a slight chance of showers, high 81. Right now it's 57 in downtown Binghamton at 636. I'm Bob Joseph, WNBF News. Individual. Six thirty-seven on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. This week, joined by Bob Joseph, as Kathy White is enjoying her downtime, her vacation. Big news this week. That's big news day overall. But the big news is student loan forgiveness. More than forty million Americans could see their student loan debt reduced and, in many cases, eliminated under President Joe Biden's long-awaited forgiveness plan. Biden's announcement Wednesday was a historic but politically divisive move in the run-up to the midterm elections. Fulfilling a campaign promise, Biden is moving to erase $10,000 in federal student loan debt for those with incomes below $125,000 a year or households that earn less than $250,000. He's canceling an additional $10,000 for those who received federal Pell grants to attend college. It's seen as an unprecedented attempt to stem the tide of America's rapidly rising student debt, but it also faces nearly certain legal challenges. Now, I went out to Binghamton University yesterday to ask the kids what they thought of student loan forgiveness. Now, the word that kept coming up over and over again was predatory. 
which I think is a pretty accurate way to describe the student loan industry, especially for those of black or Hispanic descent, as statistically, due to generations of economic inequality, they have to seek more loans at higher interest rates to attend the same colleges as their white counterparts. That was the big criticism of the $10,000 number in federal student loan debt relief was that it disproportionately affected white students more so than black or Hispanic students just because of the statistical number of loans that most students have to take out. I think it's a good move. It's a good move. It's a good start. Because student loans are predatory. You don't really have a choice anymore. I think it's very unlikely that this is going to be the last move as far as student loan debt goes. Maybe not from President Biden. Maybe it'll be the next person after him. But a good start that's going to help a lot of people. And student loan payments are going to be restarting in January. But student loans are a big issue. And I would say to the those who would criticize student loan forgiveness and say, what about the taxes? I think it's going to be fine overall. We spend a lot of money on things that nobody ever needs. We spend so much money on defense. And student loans are a much bigger problem. In my opinion, $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. It's a lot. It's not going to go away overnight. It's not going to go away in total. But it makes it very difficult for young people, especially people in their 20s and 30s, to survive and build the generational wealth that they're trying to build. Well, because every month they have to give 100 or so dollars back, 200 or so dollars back to their federal student loans just because they wanted to get an education. Because tuitions across the country have risen so drastically. I know some people would say it's unfair to those who have already paid off their student loan debts that they're not going to get the benefit. Well, to that I would reply, well, it was unfair to you. You're right. We should have done this years ago. Because it is a predatory practice, student loans. And college less and less is optional. It's more of a necessity for most careers now, at least most wealth-building careers. And there are still a lot of other options besides going to college where you can have a nice career, a nice life, a nice salary. But when you ask an 18-year-old what they want to do with the rest of their life, their brain's not even fully developed yet. And I say, well, I don't know. I say, okay, well, go to college, take a bunch of gen eds and figure it out while you're in college. Also, here's $100,000 of debt. It's 642. You're listening to WMBF. Is your you are a waste, a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. News Radio 1290. 
6.44 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton was supposed to reopen early last week after undergoing joint repairs. Now it won't reopen until August 29th, so all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will take place on Caldwell Hill Road. Drainage repair will occur on Bun Hill Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Center Village Loop, East Windsor, Hale Eddy River, Hollyton, and State Line Roads, as well as Park Avenue. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, 93% humidity. Today mostly sunny, a high near 81 degrees. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 63. Tomorrow chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny, a high near 81 degrees, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. And then a slight chance of showers after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, a low near 60 degrees, a 60% chance of rain. Saturday, slight chance of showers, mostly sunny, with a high near 75, a 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, mostly clear, a low near 58 degrees. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 81. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 65 degrees. And a quick check on sports. No action for the Mets or Yankees last night. The Mets will take on the Colorado Rockies at home this weekend for a four-game set. The Rockies right now 54 and 71, they're last in the NL West. The New York Mets 79 and 46, first in the NL East. And the Mets will have Jacob DeGrom on the mound tonight, a 2 and 1 record, 2.31 ERA in his brief action since returning from the injured list. For the Rockies, Ryan Feltner, a 2 and 4 record, 5.88 ERA. Seems like a pretty good series for the Mets to get rolling again after dropping both games of the Subway Series earlier this week. For the Yankees, they're going to be looking to keep a three-game winning streak alive when they take on the Oakland Athletics in Oakland. The Yankees now 76-48, first in the AL East. The Athletics 46-79, fifth in the AL West. The game starts at 940. It's a West Coast game. Yankees never really play well in Oakland. So we'll see how that series goes. For the Yankees tonight, Jameson Tyone, an 11-4 record, 4 ERA. And for the Athletics, James Caprillion, 3-7 record, 4-29 ERA. Caprillion, one of the Yankees' former top prospects, ended up going over to Oakland with Dustin Fowler uh, back in, let's say, 2019 or 2018 when the Yankees acquired Sonny Gray. And the Sonny Gray trade didn't really work out for the Yankees, but Fowler and Caprillion haven't really worked out that well for the Athletics either. And Caprillion not having a bad season. I mean, a 429 ERA, it's not great, but... You know, it's a quality start worth of ERA. Quality start being six innings and three runs and gives you a 4.5 ERA, so below that mark. Not a bad season for Caprillion, but as one of the Yankees' former top prospects, Oakland probably expected more out of him. He's had a lot of injury concerns in his career, a lot of major reconstructive surgeries on his arm. I'll say this about the Yankees' prospects. Whenever they do get traded, they never seem to work out in other places. 
mean, Ronzi Contreras was having a pretty good year for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But beyond that, I mean, Justice Sheffield, you know, the Yankees predicted him as uh, maybe a three or four starter at the major league level, but he's bounced up and down from AAA in the major leagues over in Seattle. That's part of the trade that the Yankees acquired James Paxton in. Paxton worked out okay for the Yankees. He was a good pitcher when he was actually on the mound, which wasn't very often. Binghamton Rumble Ponies won la or lost last night 4-3 to the Reading Fighting Phils. Got RBIs from Carlos Cortez, Nick Meyer, and Luke Ritter. But not enough to overcome the four runs scored by the Fighting Phils. They're back in action tonight at 7 o'clock on the road, so you can listen to the game right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.45 with Jacob Wilkins. The other big sports story today, federal jury has found that Los Angeles County must pay Kobe Bryant's widow $16 million for emotional distress caused by deputies and firefighters sharing photos of the bodies of the NBA star and his daughter taken at the site of the 2020 helicopter crash that killed them. The jurors, who returned the verdict yesterday, agreed with Vanessa Bryant and her attorneys that her privacy was invaded when they took and shared photos of the remains of Kobe Bryant and their 13-year-old daughter Gianna. Vanessa Bryant tearfully testified during the 11-day trial that news of the photos compounded her grief after losing her husband and daughter. County attorneys argued that the photos were necessary to assess the scene. At 6.50, you're listening to WMBF. News Radio. on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. How embarrassed would you be if everyone, all your family members and coworkers, could see your entire internet search history? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. USA Today reports that most Americans would rather do without their smartphone for an entire year than have anyone know their browsing history. And no, they're not embarrassed about porn specifically. It's more about how much time they spend online looking up exes or doom scrolling on WebMD. But the most embarrassing thing for most is that they spend time looking for details about the lives of people closest to them instead of just getting to know them better in person. Not to say that porn isn't part of it. The websites listed as most embarrassing in order are Pornhub, Reddit, WebMD, TMZ, and BuzzFeed. As it turns out, Keeping up with the Kardashians is something we do, but we just don't want to admit it. Keep your tech smarts going with my daily podcast called Kim Commando Today. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So this way, your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash Kim. That's linkedin.com slash Kim to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. That's linkedin.com slash Kim. You wash your... 
655 on WMBF. Time for another check on traffic and weather. An update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen to traffic last week after undergoing joint repairs. Now won't reopen until August 29th, so all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, paving will take place on Caldwell Hill Road. Drainage repair will occur on Bun Hill Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Center Village Loop, East Windsor, Haleddy River, Hollyton, and State Line Roads, as well as Park Avenue. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 60 degrees, 93% humidity. A dew point of 58 degrees, so below that muggy range. Today mostly sunny, a high near 81 degrees. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 63 degrees. Tomorrow a chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny, a high near 81 degrees, a 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m and a slight chance of showers after 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, a low near 60 degrees, a 60% chance of rain. Saturday, slight chance of showers, mostly sunny, a high near 75 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, mostly clear, a low near 58. Sunday, sunny with a high near 81. And Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 65 degrees. It looks like we're heading for a pretty nice weekend here in Binghamton. Good weekend to be out and about doing things. It's 6.57. You're listening to WMBF. Enjoy it. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt-Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up, and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov slash smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. This is News Radio 1290 AM. WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton. A town square media station. News Radio 1290 Closing out our number one of WMBF's first news with myself, James Kelly, alongside Bob Joseph. 
That's Kathy White's on vacation this week. After that, we'll hand it off to Bob for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in, contribute to the program. I know a lot of people are going to be asking some questions today, but ABC News up next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. It's 57 in downtown Binghamton at 7.04. The forecast from the National Weather Service, sunny today, high 86. Workers at one Broome County Starbucks coffee shop now have voted in favor of being represented by a union. Alexandra Yeager, who had successfully organized a Starbucks location in Albany earlier this year, tells WNBF News the shop at 2540 Vestal Parkway East, where she currently works, is now a union store. That's the store near Town Square Mall. The employee vote in favor of being represented by Starbucks Workers United was 9 to 4. There now are about 230 Starbucks locations where employees have voted for the union. The Vestal Parkway vote came just over two months after workers fired off a letter to Starbucks Chief Executive Howard Schultz. That letter advised him that the employees want to be able to have our voices heard while working toward a healthy partnership with Starbucks. The message also said partners within our store have experienced being scheduled outside of their prospective availability, shift supervisors being forced to stay past their out times, and management not accepting availability request changes in a timely manner. There are about 9,000 Starbucks locations across the United States. In recent months, the company has been closing some stores, citing safety issues. But union representatives say they believe the closings have been in retaliation for efforts by workers to unionize. WNBF News Time, 7.06. Big announcement from President Biden putting forward a plan that would offer some student loan forgiveness. As you might expect, Binghamton University students think it's a pretty good idea. WNBF News spoke with some students following the president's announcement. and Those we talked with say they thought it's a great step toward helping deal with the student loan crisis. Kitty Lau, one of the students who talked with WNBF News, said, It's a good thing. Student loan debt is one of the biggest issues in the United States. She said she's been fortunate enough not to uh, take out as many loans, but she pointed out her older sister went to a private school, had a bigger loan burden. She said if they could figure out a way to relieve all student loans, that would be best. Dr. Tim Lavis, an employee at BU, said it's not enough, but it's a start. He said it is moving in the right direction. Authorities have announced a $2 million judgment against an oil company operator for endangering the water of New York State residents, including some people in the southern tier. According to state officials, James R. Lee and his corporate affiliates did not properly plug oil wells they operated. The officials contend that posed a significant danger to drinking water supplies in Steuben and Cataraugus counties. The penalty was announced by the state attorney general, Letitia James and Governor Kathy Hochul, a state Supreme Court judge, ordered Lee's businesses to pay the $2 million assessment. It's been called the largest financial penalty imposed in an oil and gas well case in New York State. 
Lee has been ordered to bring his oil wells into full compliance with state laws. But he claims he doesn't have the money to properly plug those old wells. In addition to threatening water supplies, state officials said the failure to properly plug the oil wells could have resulted in the release of methane to areas around the wells. The Attorney General said the lack of action by Lee's businesses threatened drinking water for countless families across the southern tier and western New York. The state's highest court has agreed to hear an appeal from Harvey Weinstein over his 2020 rape conviction. A spokesman for the Court of Appeals said oral arguments would likely be held sometime next year after the decision to hear the case was granted last week. Weinstein was convicted in February 2020 in New York of forcibly having sex with a TV and film production assistant and raping an aspiring actress. The 70-year-old Weinstein was sentenced to 23 years in prison. He's currently in custody in California, waiting trial on other assault charges. WNBF News Time, 708, the forecast from the National Weather Service. Sunny today, high 86, mainly clear tonight, low 64. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, high 86. Sunny Saturday with a slight chance of showers, high 81. Right now it's 57 in downtown Binghamton at 709. I'm Bob Joseph, WNBF News. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. You wash your. Seven ten on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen to traffic early last week. Now won't reopen until August 29th. So all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. And around Broome County, paving will take place on Caldwell Hill Road. Drainage repair will occur on Bunhill Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Center Village Loop, East Windsor, Hale Eddy River, Hollyton, and State Line Roads, as well as Park Avenue. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, maybe a few clouds out there, 87% humidity. Today mostly sunny, a high near 81. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 63 degrees. Tomorrow a chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny, a high near 81 degrees, a 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. And then a slight chance of showers after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, a low near 60, a 60% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of showers, but mostly sunny with a high near 75, only a 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, mostly clear, a low near 58. Sunday, sunny with a high near 81. And Sunday night, partly cloudy with a low near 65 degrees. It's 7:12. You're listening to WMBF. Ed paid for. WNBF 
714 on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. No games for the Yankees or Mets last night. The Mets will host the Colorado Rockies to open a four-game series starting tonight at 710. The Rockies 54 and 71 currently, fifth in the NL West. The Mets 79 and 46, first in the NL East. The Mets have Jacob DeGrom on the mound, a 2-1 record, 2-31 ERA since returning from the injured list a few weeks ago. And for the Rockies, Ryan Feltner, 2-4 record, 5.88 ERA. Great opportunity for the Mets to get going after losing both games of the Subway Series against the crosstown rivals New York Yankees. And the Yankees will look to keep a three-game winning streak alive when they take on the Oakland Athletics in Oakland. So a 9:40 start for that game tonight. The Yankees 76 and 48. They're first in the AL East. The Athletics 46 and 79, fifth in the AL West. Jameson Tyone takes the mound for the Yankees, an 11 and 4 record, 4 ERA. And for the Athletics, James Caprillion, former top Yankees prospect. He's got a 3 and 7 record, a 4.29 ERA. Slow start to his major league career. Traded to the Oakland Athletics as part of the Sonny Gray trade. Which didn't really work out for either team. Sonny Gray is now pitching pretty well for the Minnesota Twins and pitched pretty well for the Cincinnati Reds over the last couple of years. Just couldn't figure it out in New York. There were claims that the Yankees were trying to get him to throw a pitch that he wasn't comfortable throwing. Just a variation on his slider. Reunited with his college pitching coach from Vanderbilt in Cincinnati. Went back to his old habits with the Oakland Athletics and turned into a pretty good pitcher again. But for the Athletics, they got Dustin Fowler and James Caprillion in that trade. Neither one has worked out. Dustin Fowler, I believe, now is with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't know if they have him at the Major League level or if they have him in AAA. But Dustin Fowler, another one of the Yankees' former top prospects, had his career derailed in his Major League debut. Playing for the Yankees, playing right field in Chicago against the White Sox. Went sprinting into an electrical box trying to track down a fly ball. Tore up his knee pretty good. So a rough start to his major league career. It wasn't great in Oakland. Well, probably a fine replacement level player. Maybe a bench guy for the rest of his career. Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night 4-3 against the Reading Fightin' Phils. They got RBIs from Carlos Cortez, Nick Meyer, and Luke Ritter. But not enough to overcome the four runs scored by the Fightin' Phils. Rumble Ponies carried a 3-2 lead into the ninth inning. And the Fightin' Phils scored two in the bottom of the ninth to walk it off. So a tough loss. The Rumble Ponies will be back in action tonight at 7 o'clock against the Fightin' Phils. It's on the road, so you're going to have to listen to the game on WMBF unless you plan on driving all the way there to watch AA Baseball. Well, why would you do that when you can listen right here on WMBF with Jacob Wilkins? Pre-game starts at 6.45. Other sports news. A federal jury has found that Los Angeles County must pay Kobe Bryant's widow $16 million for emotional distress caused by deputies and firefighters sharing photos of the bodies of the NBA star and his daughter taken at the site of the 2020 helicopter crash that killed them. The jurors, who returned the verdict yesterday, agreed with Vanessa Bryant and her attorneys that her privacy was invaded when they took and shared photos of the remains of Kobe Bryant and their 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Bryant tearfully testified during the 11-day trial that news of the photos compounded her grief after losing her husband and daughter. County attorneys argued that the photos were necessary to assess the scene. 
and the PGA Tour is making its boldest response yet to the rival Saudi-funded league. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan has announced a plan for the best players to commit to a 20-tournament schedule starting next year. That means they will be competing against one another up to 17 times and maybe more. That involves elevating four additional tournaments that will offer $20 million or more to go along with the tournaments already announced. Monahan says top players will be determined by a new player impact program criteria. The PIP will double in money to $100 million. It's 7:19 on WMBF. Now it's time for Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks snapped a three-day skid on Wednesday with the Dow posting a 60-point climb and landing just below 33,000. The Standard & Poor's 500 added three-tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq Composite, four-tenths. America's job market is even hotter than we all thought. The Labor Department is out with revisions of job numbers for the first three months of the year, finding that employers added 462,000 more jobs than previously reported. After dipping its toe into the healthcare revenue stream in 2019, Amazon has found that the financial waters were just too cold. After December 31st, the Amazon Care telehealth service will be gone. Russians who have been longing for the Starbucks coffee that departed their country after the invasion of Ukraine now have a replacement, kind of. Stars Coffee, with a very familiar logo, has opened in a former Starbucks location in Moscow. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Colorectal cancer screening saves lives, but only if people get tested. About 23 million adults have never been tested. Almost two out of three have a regular doctor and health insurance that would pay for the test. Doctors often recommend colonoscopy, but the fecal occult blood test and sigmoidoscopy also effectively find colorectal cancer early. When people can pick the test they prefer, they're more likely to actually get tested. If you're between the ages of 50 and 75, talk with your doctor about which test is best for you. Make sure you understand the steps you need to take to get tested. If you have a family history of colorectal cancer or polyps or inflammatory bowel disease, ask your doctor if you should start screening before age 50. Through the Affordable Care Act, many people have access to health insurance that covers colorectal cancer screening tests at no cost. Remember, the best test is the test that gets done. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 722 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Political Insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. A federal judge is granting the Justice Department's request to put Idaho's near-total ban on abortions on hold. Education Secretary Michael Cardona promoting President Biden's new federal student loan forgiveness plan. The goal of this is to make sure that Americans are not worse off than they were before the pandemic. And we know that 90% of the money going here is going to go to people making less than $75,000. The president planning to wipe out $10,000 in student loans for Americans, making up to $125,000. Some Democrats say President Biden did not forgive enough student loan debt. Republican Congressman Dan Newhouse says the president shouldn't have forgiven any of it. If you paid your student loan, guess what? Now you get to participate in paying someone else's student loan. President Biden's response that Republicans did not complain when the government forgave billions in pandemic business loans. Andy Field, ABC News. 
planet. The thing is, I would never give blood before. You know, I, before this happened to me, I thought of every excuse of the book, but I'm so thankful that, that everybody didn't think the way I did or I would have died. Like so many new mothers, Noelle needed blood during the birth of her son. Thanks to the American Red Cross and a donor like you, it was there. One donation, just an hour of your time, can help save up to three lives. Please sign up to give now at redcrossblood.org. Seven twenty-five on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have an update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen to traffic early last week after undergoing joint repairs. Now it won't reopen until August 29th, so all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Brown Broom County paving will take place on Caldwell Hill Road. Drainage repair will occur on Bun Hill Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Center Village Loop, East Windsor, Haleddy River, Hollyton, and State Line Roads, as well as Park Avenue. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 87% humidity. Today mostly sunny, a high near 81. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 63. Tomorrow a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m. Mostly sunny, a high near 81, 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. And a slight chance of showers after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, a low near 60 degrees, a 60% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of showers. Mostly sunny, a high near 75, a 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, mostly clear, a low near 58. And Sunday, sunny with a high near 81. Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 65 degrees. It's 727. You're listening to WMBF. You wash your So how are things? Family good? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing well. Well, hey, we missed you at the game last week. Is everything all right? I, um, uh, I just haven't been feeling like me lately. Okay. You know I'm here for you, right? And there's support, too. That's a cut. Beautiful, fellas. Beautiful. Acting is one thing. Talking about suicide in real life is another. In the military, you take challenges head on. And now it's your turn to do the same for our veterans. Be there for someone you care about. Learn how you can start the conversation at BeThereForVeterans.com. Seven twenty nine on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News: The life of former heavyweight boxing champion Mike Tyson coming to your TV today. They call me a savage. The series Mike gets into everything from Tyson's tough upbringing to his rape conviction, his unmatched boxing success, and more. Travante Rhodes plays Tyson, telling me that to play such a complicated character is, you know, that's a blessing. 
two episodes of Mike are out today on Hulu. Mark Wahlberg's daughter almost couldn't breathe after watching his latest movie, Me Time, a comedy with Kevin Hart and Regina Hall. At the premiere this week in Los Angeles, he says he didn't tell his family what to expect before seeing it. They didn't know I was going to be appearing nude or any of this craziness, and they were embarrassed, but they could not stop laughing. I mean, the look on my, my daughter's face, I mean, she was purple, but she could not stop laughing. Me Time hits Netflix tomorrow. The Shazam sequel set for the end of this year, Warner Brothers moving it to next March. An actress and fashion icon Blake Lively is 35 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. Hi. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. It's 57 in downtown Binghamton at 731. Forecast from the National Weather Service, sunny today. The high, 86. Three months after the Texas elementary school shooting that left 19 children and two teachers dead, the Uvalde School Board has voted unanimously to fire Police Chief Pete Arandondo for his botched response to the massacre. ABC's John Quinones has more from Uvalde. Arredondo criticized for his lack of leadership during the shooting, telling the Texas Tribune that he never considered himself the scene's incident commander. A blistering report stating a command post was never set up, leading to a breakdown in communication between officers on every level. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is slamming President Biden's student loan debt forgiveness plan. The Republican was campaigning for re-election in Tampa. There's many other people who took out loans and paid them off. So don't you feel like a sucker now that Biden's coming to do this? WNBF News Time, 732. Unionization moving forward at Starbucks stores, including one in Broome County. We've learned that the Starbucks store at 2540 Vestal Parkway East has had a successful organization vote. It was 9 to 4 in favor of workers being represented by Starbucks Workers United. Alexandra Yeager successfully organized a Starbucks location in Albany earlier this year. She told WNBF News the Vestal Parkway store where she currently works is now a union store. So that brings to about 230, the number of Starbucks locations where employees have voted for the union. That's 230 out of about 9,000 locations across the United States. The Vestal Parkway vote came just over two months after workers sent a letter to the Starbucks chief executive, Howard Schultz. The message advised him that the employees want to be able to have their voices heard while working toward a healthy partnership with Starbucks. The note to Schultz also said partners within the store had experience being scheduled outside their prospective availability. Shift supervisors had been forced to stay past their scheduled out times, and management didn't accept responsibility or accept availability request changes in a timely manner. In recent months, Starbucks has closed some stores, citing safety issues, but union representatives have said they believe closings have been in retaliation for the efforts by workers to organize. WNBF News Time, 734. A $2 million fine 
has been levied against an oil company in New York State for endangering the water of residents of the Southern Tier. According to state officials, James R. Lee and his corporate affiliates did not properly plug oil wells they operated. The officials contend that posed a big danger to drinking water supplies in Steuben and Cataraugus counties. That penalty was announced by the state attorney general, Letitia James, and Governor Kathy Hochul. A state Supreme Court judge has ordered Lee's business to pay the $2 million assessment. It's been called the largest financial penalty imposed in an oil and gas well case in New York State. Lee's been ordered to bring his oil wells into full compliance with state laws. In addition to threatening water supplies, state officials said the failure to properly plug those oil wells could have resulted in the release of methane to nearby areas. The Attorney General said the lack of action by Lee's businesses threatened drinking water for countless families in the region. New York's Environmental Conservation Commissioner Basil Siego said the judgment is a significant day of reckoning for Lee and his companies after years of blatant disregard for New York State's requirements at hundreds of oil well sites. WNBF News Time, 735. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service, sunny today, high 86, mainly clear tonight, low 64, mostly sunny tomorrow with a chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, high 86. The weekend forecast, mostly sunny Saturday with a slight chance of showers, high 81, and sunny on Sunday, high 86. Right now it's 57 in downtown Binghamton at 736. I'm Bob Joseph, WNBF News. You wash your colorectal cancer screening saves lives, but only if people get tested. About 23 million adults have never been tested. Almost two out of three have a regular doctor and health insurance that would pay for the test. Doctors often recommend colonoscopy, but the fecal occult blood test and sigmoidoscopy also effectively find colorectal cancer early. When people can pick the test they prefer, they're more likely to actually get tested. If you're between the ages of 50 and 75, talk with your doctor about which test is best for you. Make sure you understand the steps you need to take to get tested. If you have a family history of colorectal cancer or polyps or inflammatory bowel disease, ask your doctor if you should start screening before age 50. Through the Affordable Care Act, many people have access to health insurance that covers colorectal cancer screening tests at no cost. Remember, the best test is the test that gets done. Seven thirty-eight on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Bob Joseph. Now, something happened to me yesterday. And I have to share this with the people. I shared it with the people on Twitter yesterday, but I need the people to know that there is a madness going on around Binghamton right now. So on my way back from Binghamton University yesterday, after I interviewed some of the students about the student loan forgiveness stuff, I stopped at the gas station, just wanted to pick up a soda, get back to the office. And I watched the man in front of me in line order a hard-boiled egg, a singular hard-boiled egg from a gas station. I mean, that's criminal. That is criminal. Who goes to a gas station and says, you know what? 
I'll have a hard-boiled egg. Who goes to a gas station and orders any food at all? Now, I'll admit, back in my day, back in my younger days in college, my friends and I would occasionally go to a nationally recognized convenience store. You might know them. They have numbers in their name. And we get a pizza. Like one of those microwavable pizzas. And we say, well, we're kind of hungry. We've had a few quote-unquote sodas tonight. So let's go get a pizza. And we didn't want to wait an hour and a half to two hours for, you know, I went to a, a very a college in a very small town. So there wasn't a lot of food options. But there were a lot of students who had spent the night drinking quote-unquote sodas. And now they all wanted to eat food. So we didn't want to wait for an hour and a half for food that probably would have come out wrong because all of these restaurants were so swamped every weekend night. I had over an hour wait for most food, so we'd say, okay, let's go pick up a frozen pizza. And we'll have them cook it for us there, and we'll just get to eating, call it a night. Now, is that the healthiest thing we've ever done? No, absolutely not. Looking back, I kind of wish that I didn't eat so many gas station pizzas when I was in college. Especially given the frame that I have developed after going into college. Extremely skinny, borderline malnourished. That's what I looked like. People used to say I was literally only skin and bones. And now I've developed a nice little frame here of pizza and chicken, all that good stuff. But this man ordered a hard-boiled egg at a gas station in the middle of the day. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I can't imagine what you're going through in your life. At 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you have to stop at a gas station to get something to eat. You don't stop at the granola bars. You don't stop at the Pop-Tarts. You don't stop at the sandwiches. You don't even get hot food. That's like rolling around, like the hot dogs they have rolling around. Or a pizza. No, no, no. He said, I just need a little snack. I just need one hard-boiled egg from this gas station. So I just wanted the people of the greater Binghamton area to be aware that there is a psychopath among us. He's out there. He's ordering hard-boiled eggs at gas stations. If you see him, call the police. That is a crime to order a hard-boiled egg at a gas station. It's 7.42. You're listening to WMBF. For 15... Hi, this is Savannah Guthrie with an urgent story developing right now in every state and county across America. Despite having more than enough food available in this country, there are nearly 16 million kids, that's one in five children, struggling with hunger. They often don't even know where their next meal is coming from. And the worst part is, this has been going on for years. There's no excuse for it, and that's why Feeding America is doing its best to put an end to childhood hunger. As a nationwide network of food banks, Feeding America engages local communities in solving hunger by collecting surplus food, giving hope to hungry kids and their families all across our nation. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. You can start by going to feedingamerica.org to learn more. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Radio 1290, WMBF. 7.44 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. 
An update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton it was supposed to reopen last week after undergoing joint repairs. Now won't reopen until August 29th. So all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the off-ramp at exit 19, State Route 7 on Interstate 88 westbound in the town of Worcester, will close for approximately 60 days starting on Monday, August 29th. The closure is necessary to facilitate a project to resurface the road and rehabilitate bridges. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather dependent and subject to change based on condition. A variable message sign will alert motorists of the closure and direct them to exit 20 and assign detour utilizing State Route 7. Around Broome County, paving will take place on Caldwell Hill Road. Drainage repair will occur on Bun Hill Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Center Village Loop, East Windsor, Hale Eddy River, Hollyton, and State Line Roads, as well as Park Avenue. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 87% humidity. Today mostly sunny, a high near 81. Tonight partly cloudy, low near 63. Tomorrow chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m. But mostly sunny, a high near 81, a 60% chance of rain. Friday night showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m. Then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. And then a slight chance of showers after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, a low near 60, a 60% chance of rain. Saturday, slight chance of showers, but mostly sunny with a high near 75, 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, mostly clear, a low near 58. Sunday, sunny with a high near 81, and Sunday night, partly cloudy, a low near 65 degrees. A quick check on sports. No games for the Yankees and Mets yesterday. The Mets will host the Colorado Rockies to open a four-game series starting tonight at 7-10. The Rockies 54-71, last in the NL West. The Mets 79-46, first in the NL East. For the Rockies, Ryan Feltner on the mound, 2-4 record, 588 ERA. For the Mets, Jacob DeGrom, a 2-1 record, 231 ERA. Mets are heavily favorited in this game, as they should be all weekend. A good chance for the Mets to get back on track. After a tough series against the Atlanta Braves last week and then losing both games to the New York Yankees in the Subway Series earlier this week. The Yankees will look to keep a three-game winning streak alive when they take on the Oakland Athletics this weekend. A four-game set starts tonight at 9.40 West Coast time. Yankees are 76-48, first in the AL East. The Athletics 46-79, last in the AL West. They have James Caprillion on the mound, a 3-7 record, 429 ERA. The former Yankees' top prospect traded in the Sonny Gray deal. It didn't really work out for either team. And the Yankees' Jameson Tyone, an 11-4 record, a 4 ERA. The Yankees are favorited in the game, looking to get the momentum rolling again after a really tough stretch following the All-Star break. The month of August has not been kind to the New York Yankees but sweeping the Mets in a two-game series. Well, maybe it gave them a little bit of momentum going forward. Aaron Judge seems to be back on track. 
hitting home runs almost every night again. He's 48 total this year. Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night 4-3 to the Reading Fighting Phils. Carried a 3-2 lead into the ninth inning before the Fighting Phils walked it off with two runs in the bottom of the ninth. Rumble Ponies got RBIs from Carlos Cortez, Nick Meyer, and Luke Ritter. And they'll be back in action tonight at 7 o'clock on the road, so you can listen to the game right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.45 with Jacob Wilkins. Other sports news, a federal jury has found that Los Angeles County must pay Kobe Bryant's widow $16 million for emotional distress caused by deputies and firefighters sharing photos of the bodies of the NBA star and his daughter taken at the site of the 2020 helicopter crash that killed them. The jurors, who returned the verdict yesterday, agreed with Vanessa Bryant and her attorneys that her privacy was invaded when they took and shared photos of the remains of Kobe Bryant and their 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Bryant tearfully testified during the 11-day trial that the news of the photos compounded her grief after losing her husband and daughter. County attorneys argued that the photos were necessary to assess the scene. And the PGA Tour is making its boldest response yet to the rival Saudi-funded league. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan has announced a plan for the best players to commit to a 20-tournament schedule starting next year. That means they will be competing against one another up to 17 times and maybe more. That involves elevating four additional tournaments that will offer $20 million or more to go along with the tournaments already announced. Monahan says top players will be determined by a new player impact program criteria. The PIP will double in money to $100 million. At 7.50, you're listening to WMBF. It's time. WMBF. 7.51 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends, Twitter is under the microscope after a whistleblower complaint this week. Twitter's former head of security, Peter Zatko, has filed a complaint with the SEC, FTC, and the Justice Department, accusing company executives of, quote, egregious deficiencies in Twitter's security. There could be security problems with someone's private tweets or private information on this app. Jessica Malugan, director of the Center for Technology and Innovation, says Twitter may be a bellwether for broader privacy issues at big tech firms. Twitter might just be the most prominent example of that because of all the things that are happening around it. The attention to big tech in general and of course the Elon Musk bid to buy. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have raised antitrust and content moderation concerns about big tech, but Malugan says security vulnerabilities deserve just as much attention. Whether or not your data is safe online for users is a real practical concern, I think, for a lot more people. With Tech Trends, I'm Michelle Franz and ABC News. Individual. Imagine a world where bullying isn't considered a normal part of childhood. A world where I'm not afraid to go to school. <laughs> to speak out. To be myself. Loser. A world where I'm not afraid to be caught alone. Go on, punk. We have the power to stop the bullying. Speak out. Speak up. Educate. Find out what to look for and how you can make a difference at bullying.org. Bullying is not kids being kids. It's not about good homes or bad homes. It's not a normal part of growing up. I shouldn't be afraid to get on the school bus. To turn on my computer. Message. Or walk to my locker. Did you know that a bully will stop his or her behavior in 10 seconds when their peers speak up? Use your voice. Hey, leave him alone. We have the power to stop bullying. Find out more at bullying.org. Bullying.org. 
Where you're not alone. Where you're not alone. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Soon enough, it was up to me to be his housekeeper and financial manager, too. When he moved in, I became his cook and even his nurse. But no matter what roles I play, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the roles you play. So to help, we created aarp.org slash caregiving, where you can connect with experts and other caregivers. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Time for another check on traffic and weather. An update on Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton. It was supposed to reopen to traffic early last week after undergoing joint repairs. Now won't reopen until August 29th, so all local traffic will still need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the off-ramp at exit 19, State Route 7 on Interstate 88 westbound in the town of Worcester, Otsego County, will close for approximately 60 days starting on Monday, August 29th. The closure is necessary to facilitate a project to resurface the road and rehabilitate bridges. Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. Construction activities are weather-dependent and subject to change based on conditions. A variable message sign will alert motorists of the closure and direct them to exit 20 and assign detour utilizing State Route 7. Around Broome County, paving will take place on Caldwell Hill Road. Drainage repair will occur on Bun Hill Road. Crews will rebuild shoulders on East Windsor Road. Ditching will be performed on Airport, Center Village Loop, East Windsor, Hale Eddy River, Hollyton, and State Line Roads, as well as Park Avenue. Patching and striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 61 degrees, 87% humidity. Today mostly sunny, a high near 81. Tonight partly cloudy, a low near 63. Tomorrow a chance of showers and thunderstorms, then showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 2 p.m., but mostly sunny, a high near 81 degrees, a 60% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers and thunderstorms between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m., and a slight chance of showers after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, a low near 60 degrees, a 60% chance of rain. Saturday, a slight chance of showers, mostly sunny, a high near 75 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. Saturday night, mostly clear, a low near 58 Sunday, sunny with a high near 81, and Sunday night, partly cloudy with a low near 65 degrees. It's 7.57. You're listening to WMBF. Even though people... Hi, this is Savannah Guthrie with an urgent story developing right now in every state and county across America. Despite having more than enough food available in this country, there are nearly 16 million kids, that's one in five children, struggling with hunger. They often don't even know where their next meal is coming from. And the worst part is, this has been going on for years. There's no excuse for it, and that's why Feeding America is doing its best to put an end to childhood hunger. As a nationwide network of food banks, Feeding America engages local communities in solving hunger by collecting surplus food, giving hope to hungry kids and their families all across our nation. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. 
You can start by going to feedingamerica.org to learn more. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a Town Square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. 7.59 on WNBF. As we close out our number two of First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Bob Joseph this week. Coming up after the final hour of First News, we'll hand it over to Bob for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. That's your chance to call in, contribute to the program, talk about the issues that are facing the Binghamton community or the national community. I'm sure a lot of people are going to have comments about the student loan debt forgiveness today. But coming up next, we got ABC News. 